Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Even though millions of people manage to find something to listen to, podcast directories kind of suck for most podcasters. Now, making them suck less might lead to a huge shakeup in the podcast ecosystem. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Disintermediation is a constant threat to most service providers, especially if the service that you provide in the middle of the transaction isn't really seen during the transaction. That's what disintermediation means, getting rid of the middleman. Some recent moves in the podcasting space and a trend that's been developing for years, actually, always leaves me wondering about this question of disintermediation. Specifically, whether or not podcast directories, and by podcast directories, I mean the big apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and Google Podcasts, especially those. I'm wondering if they really need the one middleman in podcasting we all know and probably love to a certain degree, are podcast hosting companies. The place where we actually upload the media files. Now, a couple of things have come to mind that make me wonder why or when the podcast directories, the big apps, will come along and say, yeah, not really not really needed. Just recently, like today, the time this is being recorded, Apple has released a new podcast that is an Apple exclusive. It's called Apple News Today, and it is a short-form daily reading of the headlines, much like podnews.net, but just all headlines read out loud over seven to eight minutes with two hosts. This show, Apple News Today, is not hosted at a podcast hosting service. It is hosted on Apple's own directory, or Apple's own servers, I should say. It's on news.apple.com. That was information gleaned by my friend Mr. Meisner from Pacific Content. Thanks for the research on that, Dan. So we've got a podcast that is an Apple exclusive that's not being hosted on a podcast company, yet it fits nicely within the Apple Podcasts app. And as you might imagine, also, also it goes in the Apple News app. And having it hosted with Apple themselves on their own servers gives them a lot more flexibility. How they could push that content out to the larger Apple ecosystem. Not just an Apple Podcasts, maybe not even just an Apple News, that app, but other places as well. And we also have Spotify, 
going exclusive. They just bought the biggest podcast on the planet with plans to make it completely exclusive to Spotify, which means being served from Spotify's servers. Of course, Spotify's servers can handle it. They've been serving and streaming out music for 10 years now pretty reliably. They don't need a hosting company. Got me to thinking, you know, with the possible exception of Google Podcasts, none of these really big apps need to rely on podcast hosting companies. They don't need to rely on the RSS feed that links the podcast hosting company's content with the app itself or any individual show. Now, I get that that's convenient, and that's how it's worked for 16 years, and I'm not saying it's going away tomorrow. I'm just saying when these big podcast companies, these big podcast directories and apps look at it, they're thinking, we don't need to do this. I mean, realistically, the cost of hosting the files is pretty low. Not to people like you and me, but when your name is Apple or Spotify, hosting and bandwidth is a, it's a part of your cost structure, but it's by far this, one of the smaller things you have to worry about. It's not, it's not that big of a deal, and they've got the technology that's, that's there. Now, again, I say with, this, with the possible exception of Google Podcasts, because Google's reign is to make things work in the Google SERP. And Google's entire charge has been linking to content that lives somewhere else and finding a way to monetize that. That's really what they do. But for the others, it's really about exclusivity and the ability to have things hosted on their own. They can just do so much more. Right now, these directories, these apps are limited by what's well, they're limited by what the podcaster's doing. They're limited by what the podcast hosting company is asking for. And more importantly, they're limited by what's inside of the RSS feed. So I want you to imagine for a moment a different world. A different world where maybe you don't have a relationship with a, with a hosting company, a podcast hosting company, where instead, when you've finished your episode, you then log into... Apple Podcasts to your Podcasts Connect account and upload your file right there. Rinse and repeat for Spotify, Pandora, whoever else wants to come along. You know, Amazon, if they get the Audible space and deal with this. Because that's what you have to do for lots of other sources of pod, uh, publishing. Like if you're a, an ebook publisher, that's how it happens. You have to manually go and add your book as an independent podcaster to the various places, Amazon, Google Books, Barnes & Noble. You have to go upload your book individually and fill out the same thing over and over again. Now, here's the weird thing about disintermediation. Uh, companies have come along to say, hey, we'll streamline that for you. We'll be the one-stop shop. We know what all of these different directories in books, think about this for podcasting, we know what all these different directories need. So give us the content. We'll have a form where you fill out all the various fields and we'll upload the files to those individual locations. Now that sounds a whole lot like what podcast hosting companies do today with the RSS feed in the middle. But the big difference is that the RSS feed is universal and the directories have to adapt to it. 
they don't want to adapt to it. They can do so much more if they're not forced to adapt to the 30-year-old RSS spec. They can just ask, as Apple is starting to do, although they've kind of slowed down on this, hey, upload images of your, of your host and the guest that happens to be on the show if it's an interview show. Hey, give us a, some, some supporting imagery for this. We need additional information that we're just not getting out of the RSS feed. We need larger banner images in case we do want to showcase and feature this. We want to know other sorts of things. Getting that to work in an RSS feed is, well, challenging. You've got to, you got to change the RSS spec. But these podcast directories could just start asking for it specifically at the time of upload. And those that upload more of that information and fill more information have a, probably a better chance of being recognized by the app and supported. Because right now, I really think that these apps are, are probably doing the best that they can or the best that they're thinking about when it comes to how they display information. But I'm, I would bet you that all of them are thinking, look, if we had access to this data on our own and we didn't have to rely on this other stuff, we could just do so much more. What does that mean for the universal availability of podcasts? Uh, it probably doesn't mean good things. I'll be really honest with you on that. But I don't really think that they need to have the hosting companies out there. So I think they're working to dismantle at least that particular aspect and start hosting things in their own. That's what they seem to be trying right now. Something to think about as you think about the weekend. Now, as you know, I don't do Friday episodes of podcast pontification. So I'll just tell you this now. Please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evotera. Sign up for a monthly contribution and I will send you a sticker. Yes, I have stickers. And if you get a monthly contribution going on over there for any amount, I don't really care. I will send you a sticker. And most importantly, please share this with a friend. If you just share with one person, that's all I'm asking. Share with one person. That's way better than anything else you can do. So send an email, send a tweet, send a direct message to just one person and say, hey, check out Podcast Pontifications. Enjoy your rest of today. Enjoy your weekend. I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations 
fourabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.